Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls who probably know more about the Disney parks than most grown women should. And we're perfectly okay with that. We're absolutely okay with that. I think that's an accurate statement. (laughs) And I'm excited because today we're really getting into talking about some of the things that we, we love about Disney. So hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at Real Mousewife WDW. Hey, y'all, I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com, NoGuiltFangirl.com, NoGuiltLife.com, and the No Guilt Disney podcast, which you know that because, yeah, you're, you're, you're listening right now. Uh, I lovingly call this the No Guilt Universe, which actually was coined by a listener, so I appreciate that. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, you can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. And this episode is a sister episode to last week's or last two weeks ago. Who knows when we post these? All right, guys, we're not on any schedule. We're easy breezy over here. But this one is the follow up to that one. If you haven't listened to it, and you want to hear a little bit of event session, um, that's the episode for you. This is this is the other side to that episode. Um, basically, what happened is we put something out in the Facebook group, and we were just kind of you know chit chatting one day in in the group. Tell us about the things that you wish you could change, or that you wish that Genie could change for you. Could if you had three wishes, you know what what what, what things could Genie change for you, and. In response to that, Brian said, I just wish people wouldn't complain farm. Tell me what you hate about, dot, dot, dot. How about what do you still love? And I was like, you know what, Brian? You're right. This does sound like we are complaint farming, which really wasn't what we were thinking. It was more just a, you know, like conversational, like, what do you not like these days? You know, that kind of thing. But I could see it that, you know, people, it's easier to go negative than it is sometimes to go positive. And when it comes to Disney, everything's so divisive, it feels like right now. So it's very easy to go to the negative. But we promised him that we would have the flip side. And here it is. This is the things that we still love and that we want to gush about and that we want to, you know, say our love for Disney is still there. And and I have to I have to say, just on a side note, my opinion is we wouldn't complain about it if we didn't still love it, right? As a whole, because <laughs> we wouldn't care enough to give it the time of day or to put any thought process into it or, or anything like that. So in a sense, the complaints are coming from a place of love. All right. All right. Constructive criticism. Constructive criticism is what we're talking about here. Um, but uh, that that's kind of the way that I looked at that. Um, but anyway, here is... Here is your flip side. Here is your positivity. Here is all the things that uh, we are all still digging and loving and um, experiencing when we talk about Disney. Um, I put this in there and I said, you know, what about what about Disney, the parks, the movies, the culture, the community or the races um, that you still absolutely love? Tell us about that. And I'm going to go first because I'm going to go first. And 
I will say that the things that I am still pleasantly so happy and surprised, I actually am surprised. I, I had kind of a, a negative thought process going into this year. Um, I was concerned that the Ren Disney races would lose some of its magic after the pandemic. I was afraid that there would be budget cuts or there would be um, just severe changes in the way things were doing um, or using COVID concerns or staffing issues. And I'm using air quotes over here um, to have things like fewer character stops. Right. That's one. I really was concerned that some of the magic would be taken out of these races, but this season that we just completed was the the first you know full on site um, you know races were back uh, from wine and dine all the way through to these brand new springtime surprise. I didn't feel like anything was skimped out on personally. Like I, in fact, they even plussed a few things by giving us that um, the the sunrise yoga experiences were new. Uh, loved them personally, and in, it was you know maybe one of my favorite Run Disney seasons. Uh, that I've had. Uh, it, I've run races at each coast since 2011. So I did the Disneyland races. I've done almost all of these Walt Disney World races, you know, ever since 2011. So there's been a lot of race weekends in there. But I will just say that this whole year was just delightful. And I know I use that word a lot, but it just seems to sum it up for me. And the smile on my face and some of these running pictures, I think just proves it. So I will give Ren Disney some high fives as we go by and some you done, you done good kids uh, because I guess my concerns were completely invalidated. They pulled it off. Um, I thought it was great. And now that character meet and greets are like fully back where you're going to be able to stand next to characters for pictures. Like it's just going to get better from here. Um, and, and do characters matter in these races? Yes, that's the whole point of the Red Disney races. Like, that's what makes them different. And that's what you're paying your premium for is the experiences that you can't get in your local 5K or, you know, your your 10K down the street, right? So I know I dwell a lot on characters. That's what makes it or breaks it for me. But that all was perfectly lovely this year. Um so yeah, so that's my that's my gushing. That's my love for for Run Disney and I hope that um you guys felt some of that too. And uh I hope for even more this this coming up race season. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think um as a person who has already reached her peak Run Disney experiences, for me definitely it was it was a great year. I thought they put on great races. They definitely made me want to come back. Whereas like before I was kind of like, eh, I don't really need to do this again. But I, I agree with you. I think they hit it out of the park. I don't know if maybe they just needed like, listen, maybe those people just needed a vacation. Yeah. And so they were like, you know what? We got two years off or whatever it was, 18 months off. And it gave them some time to think and regroup and whatever. But I thought they did a fantastic job this year and I'm a huge fan. So kudos to the Run Disney team. For sure. For sure. Yep. Um, so I want to do, I'm going to cheat again, like I did last time and do more than one thing. Um, so I do want to give a quick shout out to something that is brand new at Disney that I absolutely love. And that is the Beacons of Magic, specifically at Epcot. I love, like, I think that is such an amazing addition. All of the changes that they have been making to the entry to Epcot. So the, the Beacons of Magic lights in the evening, bringing back the fountain at the beginning 
I think these are all just fantastic, fantastic updates. It makes me excited for the additional things that are coming to Epcot. But I think that Beacons of Magic there was just such a great a great addition to Spaceship Earth. Um, and I love that they've been changing. They've been doing like some special shows kind of based on the season. So Festival of the Arts, they did um, Rainbow Connection as a nice little nice little one-time thing. I forget what they have right now, but I, I think that was just such a, a great enhancement to the whole experience. And then obviously, no one's going to be surprised. I love that Gertie the Dinosaur still exists. <laughs> Just the fact that, you know, 33 years, she is still there. They have enhanced her by making her Santa during the holiday season. But beyond just like Gertie and my special connection to her and her still being at the parks, I love that. And you'll hear this with some of the things that people mention. I think we all have things that remind us of our very first trip to Walt Disney World or Disneyland, whatever Disney Park was your first park experience. We all have things about it that we remember and we hold on to. And the feelings that you get when you go back, no matter how long your last trip was, whether you were just there a few weeks ago, whether it's been a few years, we all have these things that we go back to and just give us that rush from our very first trip. So every time I go to see Gertie, it's five-year-old Teresa is just there getting super excited. It's very, very overwhelming for me because I do, I just kind of remember like that, that excitement and that joy of young me being in Disney for the first time. So I love that even though things constantly are changing, you still can find something that reminds you of your first Disney experience. And for me, that is Gertie. I know that we all have those, um, but I, I just love that you kind of get those feelings and it reminds you why you keep going back to Disney. Girl, I hope you didn't just jinx yourself. I think, mm-hmm. you know, they made her Santa. People people love her even more now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I hope you're right. <laughs> Let's just say it's going to be a really sad day if 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 and when that ever should happen because oh poor Teresa. Well, we like we came close. Like I a few years ago before before Star Wars Land officially got announced, like we came close. She was she was borderline on the chopping block. So <laughs> I have been through the ringer of emotions preparing for her to leave, and you know I. I, I'm not going to say that she's, I, I can't imagine, I would love for her to be like the one thing that exists at Disney at all times. I'm sure her day is going to come at some point, but I also would imagine if and when that happens, some kind of tribute will be there in the parks because they do like to do that if they get rid of something, especially something that's been there for a really long time. They'll like hide a little Easter egg of whatever that thing was. So I feel confident that if and when her time comes, Yes, I will be very sad, but I think that they would find a way to keep her spirit somewhere in that same Echo Lake area. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, and Jane, you were just agreeing with me, but what is your uh, what is your love language right now? What do you love so much? Um, so recently, I have been um, making a commitment that every time we go to the parks, we either do something new, try something new. But we have to do something that we haven't done in a really long time, something like that, mm-hmm. which for a local who goes a lot is very hard. But we have been finding experiences every single time we go. And sometimes it is just try a drink, try a food. Um, the other night I went to Magic Kingdom and you guys, I have never ordered a Dole Whip from Aloha Isle ever in my life. But that was the place that was open to get Dole Whip. And my cousins, they see all the Dole Whip hype on the TikToks. So they wanted the Dole Whip. When I got there, 
they have this crooning flower, I don't know, uh, what are they called? Uh, Animatronic? No, you like it's like the Dole Whip. Dole oh. Whip That's what I'm looking <laughs> okay. for. I was like, they had a crooning flower out for you to see. How fun is that? Okay, no, no. I was like, what is that word? Um, no? no, it's called the crooning flower Dole Whip, okay. which was lime Dole Whip with vanilla ice cream, um, and it's mixed, and then it's over like pineapple juice or something. Well, lime Dole Whip is one of my favorite things. I wait for it every summer to come back in the Peter Pan float in Fantasyland. But now I know that I don't have to wait all year round to go get it. But it brings me around to, I love that every time I go, something is new. And as much as we have, like, people don't like change. And, you know, (laughs) if you add something, it takes something away, right? There's always something that is new. And for as many new things that are not great, there's as many new things that are great. And so... That's what I love. It's constantly changing and there's always something new for even the people that come all the time. Yeah, I have to co-sign that, um, at least from from the perspective of, I remember when I first started going to Disney and people say, well, how long do you really need at Disney? And folks were like, oh my gosh, seven to 10 days and you still can't get it all in. And I remember thinking, really? Because I can knock these parks out. Like, you know, I was commando, right? I was rope drop to sun, to sundown to fireworks. You know, I, I did it all back when I was much younger, all in one day, as much as you could fit in humanly possible. And I always felt like I did everything. And now it's actually taken... Uh, taken a different approach of being a little bit more um, slowed down and and whatever to see that they were they the the, the mysterious they that are out there that w- would say you can never get you can never try everything you can never do everything at Disney um, in X period of time whatever. they're right like there is so much. Uh, little things, because I've been kind of doing the same thing for this past year. I stayed at different resorts that I hadn't stayed at in a long time. I made sure to make reservations at different uh, restaurants that I hadn't tried in a long time or yes, different we time. That. We did that. Yeah. At different time frames. I tried different, I just tried different experiences. I even took the whole TikTok route, whatever you told me to do off of TikTok. I was like, all right, let's go try that, which is how we ended up with uh, Margarita's shaker that I stole um, <laughs> from Yak and Yeti. Um, I didn't steal. You can take them. Okay. But anyway, um, yeah, I agree with you. Like there is always something new and something different. So even though we do lament, you know, the, the, the missings of some of the things that we do love and some of the things that bring us, you know, memories and smiles from years past, from yesteryear, like what Teresa was talking about, um, even if it's a small thing, even if it's a, a, a small change or a little something, something different, people who, this is why we all keep going back to Disney for those of us that do keep going back to Disney. I think that's our answer is that there's always going to be some change and some uh, something new to try. You you cannot do it all. You cannot, I just will never believe anybody that has said, I have absolutely done everything there is to do at Disney World. I don't believe it. I don't think it's possible. 
And I'm going to give a quick shout out to a previous episode. If you missed the um, the theft discussion, please go back and listen to the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind review. It's If you skip that episode because you're trying to avoid um, some of the Guardian spoilers, we do talk about like recent trips and things that we've done on there. But like in real time, you hear Patty thinking that she stole something and us realizing she didn't. But please listen to that episode if you have not yet. That was a good episode. <laughs> it's a roller coaster of emotions. Ah, but, um, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> it's what happens when you put Patty and I in a in a room together while we're recording. It's just nonstop ridiculous. It's a little bit of, a little bit of chaos was thrown into that one. Um, but it was fun. It was fun. We had a good time of uh, that whole. And honestly, honestly, I will tell you this also that his. I was looking at pictures from that weekend uh, because I was updating some blog posts and trying to get some information out. And I was that, that whole weekend, I just smiled every single time I, I pulled up another picture and was looking at something different that we did. And I think, again, that's testament. Like I have been going to the Disney, I've been going to Disney world since uh, 1995 and consistently since 1995 and this was my favorite trip and it, and it was my most recent one. And so even if I can lament about the good old days and how I felt more valued as a customer, you know, five years ago and yada, 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 all that may be true, but I truly can say that this was one of the best trips that I had was this little short weekend coming in and out trip that I had. And part of it was because of the new things that we experienced. And so yeah. you got to give it to Disney. Like, they keep us coming back and there's a reason why we are all still snorting the pixie dust. Okay. Um, and that goes into my first comment that I made on this thread in the Facebook sure group. <laughs> because I mean, talk about the pixie dust, this new ride cosmic rewind again, go back to listen to that episode. If you need to hear us really geek out about it, but this new attraction was so much fun. And in part, it was so much fun for me personally, as a MCU fangirl, as somebody who just loves Marvel. It's because of the theming and whatnot. But I honestly feel like if they had just left it a neutral theme, like the Big Bang roller coaster that they originally said, but it was this coaster, it was just, you know, all spacey instead of tied specifically to this IP. I still would love it. And I would still be gushing over 100%. it because the ride itself is just so much fun and is, is so amazing. And it's, it's just a very cool, all encompassing experience. As long as you don't get queasy, as long as you don't have, a, a you know, issues with motion sickness. Um, I think this ride is the best thing that they have at um, either Disney park that I've been to at this point. So Absolutely loved everything about this. And I know Jane, as you hear, she was agreeing with me. Amanda Christine agreed with us. Um, she was, she said she hasn't written it yet, which by this recording, she, she actually, might she might have. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's saying that she will even pay for the individual lightning lane to write it, which I totally think it's worth it. I, this is something I will probably pay for every single trip I go on to. Um, I paid for it. You I did. And you don't pay for anything. Yeah. I don't yeah. pay for anything. And last time when we stayed, uh, we stayed opening weekend and we did virtual queue and paid for it. And mm -hmm. I'm staying in a couple of weeks and we are all on board with like, yep, we will virtual queue and pay lightning lane for it's, it. It's, are, it's, it's so good. It's love. just so good. Yeah. In love, in love. So Teresa, I don't know when your next trip is, but I hope that you enjoy it. Like we enjoy it. <laughs> 
Well, and I am somebody who I do, I get a little motion sickness if it's something that's rotating a lot, which I know Mm -hmm. is a part of this. So I will say I've been taking notes and I have seen without being spoiled um, that if you sit near the front, Mm -hmm. it is less, you're less likely to experience motion sickness. I've heard in the back is much more intense. So if you're also, if you haven't ridden yet and you're like, that makes you slightly nervous, um, just try and see how close you can sit towards the front of it. And then I've heard trying not to like rotate your head and look at the screen screens um because again that's kind of that's where it is for me it's it's the rotating or trying to focus on too many things at once so this is my i'm going into like my prep for it (laughs) yes yes and and i would also throw out there that taking a little dramamine (laughs) before you get on this ride um if you can if if there's some option that you have that helps you with motion sickness like say you're a cruise person that you always have to medicate yourself for or whatever go ahead and take it for this um one of my friends said that she felt like she got off uh the cruise ship when she got off this ride like she her sea legs were still kind of you know she was a little wobbly so just a I, i think it hits everybody different jane and i wrote it I think we ended up on it like, yeah, like six times that day. I mean, we, we kind of, we got some pixie dust and we, we actually got a whole bunch of rides in and, um, we felt fine. Like I could have ridden it six more times. I I had zero issues, but then again, I don't think I've had issues ever in the past on anything that I can think of. The only thing I can think of that actually has made me look down a little bit was I had a drink or two and got on Remy and I think it was the combination of the 3D mm-hmm. plus the way oh. that ride moves around. I did get a little like, woo, and I just looked at my lap. You know, it just took my eyes away from the screen for a little bit. But I had a moment or two of like, whoa, well, what is that? Um, could have also just been the booze. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> uh, that, but but yeah, no, this ride, it's fantastic. It's it's so it's just so good, so good. One of our number one fans, again, Patty Holiday, also posted on this post <laughs> that she loves the banquet hall, which I would just like to point out. She was very reluctant to visit. Um, that she is obsessed with this little slice of theme park heaven, even if the pizza is, well, rat pizza. It's all about the atmosphere. So, Patty, tell us about the wonderful banquet hall. At Pizza Rizzo. All right. Well, that, that there's your answer. Everyone's like, what is this? Ban- what are you talking about? What is this banquet hall? Um, I think we covered this in one of the episodes did. too as well. I think it's the same one where we where you we accused you of theft. I believe this is all in that same episode. It's probably all in that same no, episode. No, I think it's a different one because I feel like that happened the – that happened the – Oh, um, yeah, in like February. Wasn't yeah, February? This, this was like yeah. February or – yeah, I think this was a February trip. So I think that happened a little bit sooner. But anyway, point being, um, this, this banquet hall, there is a, a room. It's not always open, so try to get there in the more in the afternoon when it's a little busier. I think that's when they open up the doors. Um, listen to me like I'm a banquet hall expert. I've been there once but i love it so much and it is at the top level of pizza rizzo and um pizza rizzo also has outdoor seating if you are still concerned about that or want to eat outdoors there's a little patio upstairs as well which is great and that's actually what brought me to want to eat there it's not that i wanted this pizza because the pizza is very theme parky pizza it's just not good right and i'll and i'll stand by that it's just not good pizza but um i did want to check out the outdoor options and that's when Jane mentioned, oh, have you not been to the banquet hall? And I was like, no, what is this? So we also call it the wedding room. It's um, called, yeah. 
it's it's the bank officially it's called the banquet hall but it's the wedding room there's a wedding going on (laughs) and it's a muppet themed idea but they've got this fantastic disco soundtrack playing the entire time you're in there there's a you know a mirror ball spinning in the middle and there's drapes like i mean it's just it's set up like it's for a wedding it's so cheesy and adorable there's and amazing. a dance floor there's a dance floor and people actually get out and dance on it after they eat it's so good it's so good so it's just this little weird random thing at the disney parks that Maybe people aren't really aware of it. When we were there, it it never got filled up. It it was never super crowded or anything. But we also sat there for like an hour and a half. I mean, gosh, nobody was in any hurry to leave because it was just so delightful. See, there's that word again. But uh, I loved it. Love it, love it, love it. So that's my other thing that, again, this was something that was new to me, something that's probably been there for a couple of years, and I didn't even know about it. And when I discovered it, I'm now like moving that right up to the top of my list of favorite things to do. Um, I think at this last trip, Jane, we didn't even go to Hollywood Studios, which is why we did not go back to the banquet hall. Um, but Correct. anytime I'm at Hollywood Studios, that's that's definitely going to have be a, a must-do stop, for sure, for Thanks. sure. And you're right. I did. I looked it up quickly. And so I believe this was during our Disney Hidden Gems and Secrets. There it episode. is. That's so it. if you want to hear Patty elaborate even more on that, <laughs> but she loved this, you can go back to listen to that episode also. Yep. Yep. It's so good. It's so good. Um, all right. Uh, who else do we have uh, saying about things they love? All right. So I'm going to read Annie's. Um, and Annie had a couple. And I there's one on here specifically that I feel very strongly about. So her first one is she still loves a uh, flight of passage still takes my breath away on every ride. I love the music that plays as you cross the bridge into Adventureland from Main Street. And for me, that is one. This is Teresa's my, my side comment. Um, I also had just the background music in general at Disney. I think they've always done such a great job both with like the transitions from one area to another to really kind of like enhance that you're entering a new land or entering, you know, entering a new universe. I love I love the background music. And even when they do change some of the background music, I love that it's still just kind of I don't know. To me, I'm like, I listen to background music all the time at home. I find it very soothing and relaxing. So I love just how it kind of pluses the atmosphere of wherever you are. So I think that's something Disney still does incredibly well. Um, But so Annie also said that she loves being greeted with welcome home at the resort. She loves that she can wear a tiara or mouse ears and it's socially acceptable. And she ended with, most importantly, I love that they give, gave me this memory and that I was able to see the magic I feel reflected on her face. And she added a photo of her daughter. And I'm not entirely sure where this photo is from, but her daughter's like looking up at the sky and she's just, you can see just absolute joy on both of their faces. And so I think that goes back to, even if it's your, you know, if you've been there a lot, but when you're bringing, you know, the next generation going to Disney, anybody who has gone to Disney with somebody for their first trip, uh, there's just a little extra magic there, kind of being able to see the reactions of other people and kind of fitting the emotion that you're feeling on the inside. You're able to see it on their outside. Yeah, the picture's adorable. It's really, it's a good one. Erica said, I love that it doesn't seem to matter how many times I've been there. I still get ridiculously excited before each trip. Eight days till we are back, and it's legit the only thing we are talking about in our house these days. I can't wait for the kids to experience the magic and for my big girls to actually remember it this time. I could not agree with Erica more because I am 17 days, 17 days! 
from being back at Disneyland. <laughs> and no matter how many times I go, I still get excited. <laughs> so, yes. I, I, I tell you what, their age has no no boundaries when it comes to love of Disney. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And nor does the number of trips. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um. All right. So Brian, Brian had to be cheeky. Uh, Brian was the one that w- was calling us out for complaint farming. Um, Brian chimes in and he says, I love this question. I love that Diz is so many things to so many people and no one is wrong with their favorites, dot, 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 except the figment people. <laughs> I feel personally attacked. <laughs> Brian, but I kind of love Brian. I was going to say, and Brian has now become, you know, top tier of uh, No Guilt Disney uh, universe here. Um, (laughs) I love the parks even today. The best part is seeing the faces of kids, seeing it for the first time, and then seeing them totally zonked by parade time. Oh, it's so true. Um, It's the Disney cruise that makes the magic mobile. It's a continuous sense of wonder, even with figment, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I guess too. Yeah. I don't get figment either. He's just not my, I don't, I don't understand, but um, see, this is, if you miss, this is why when the last episode, we talked about bringing back the original journey into imagination. If you missed the first, like if you missed the original iteration of it, you definitely won't get figment like current, current figment. I understand yeah. if you missed that first one, like you will not understand the connection there. So I'm like, I, I think I, that's true. I think that's, that's fair. That's totally yeah. fair. So I yeah. like, I respect that. <laughs> I, I understand that if you, if you were not there for the original attraction, you do not understand why figment is popular. Like yep. totally fair. <laughs> do you have an idea for a great new podcast? You can bring your idea to life and start your podcast today with Libsyn. Our podcast has been on Libsyn for over two years, and we love it. Libsyn has everything you need to plan, launch, and grow your own podcast. It provides some of the best resources created by expert podcasters who will show you everything you need to know, like what equipment you should use, how to record great audio, how to get your show onto Apple Podcasts, which is huge, folks, and other popular platforms, of course, and much more. Now, As a friend of the No Guilt Disney podcast, when you sign up with Libsyn, you get your first month of podcast hosting for free. There has never been a better time uh, than right now to start your own podcast. So visit Libsyn.com and use code FRIEND, F-R-I-E-N-D, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com and use code FRIEND to get started and create your podcast today. Uh, So we also had Lindsay say, I love that they've brought back some of the smaller holiday things they used to do, like the Easter parade and 4th of July fireworks. And I, I think that's absolutely true. I do love that Disney finds ways to like do these little celebrations here and there. I know we've talked a little bit um, in the past episodes about things just kind of feeling really similar um, or kind of doing things that are less unique. And I do think that now, now that we've reopened a little bit more, they are bringing back some of those special items. Like I think the Easter parade is a really cool thing that they do. Um, So yeah, I love that they find just like little ways to celebrate for the holidays. And if you happen to be there on a certain day, you know, there's something extra that you get to experience that you wouldn't get to any other time of year. 
Um, and Lindsay also said she agreed with you, Patty, on your Run Disney. So Run Disney knocked knocked it out of the park on course characters. Uh, so many multiples at many stops, um, different ones all over the place. I've never stopped for so many characters before this year. And when I crossed the finish line at the wine and dine, half hyperventilating because life has returned and wasn't going to be taken away again. Nothing like a run Disney finish line. Let me tell you. Mary says, I love that no matter how old I get, I still feel like this little girl when I walk into Magic Kingdom. I'm not going to lie, though. Snow White's high-pitched trail freaked me out a little as an adult. And she posted a photo of her as a child with Snow White and then her an adult as an adult with Snow White. And in both pictures, she's wearing Mickey ears. <laughs> oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, the first one is like the traditional Mickey Mouse hat ears. Cute. And then the the next one she had on different um, the Christmas ears. Yeah. Yes, I mm-hmm. see now. So cute, so cute. Uh, Carrie says, I love that there's always so many new things to try and do. We're staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge for the first time soon, and I can't wait. And, uh, you know, that's an experience all unto itself. I mean, where else can you seriously wake up and look out your window and see giraffes, right? I mean, it's it's so unique. I really do enjoy staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's kind of like a you get two in one when you have a vacation there. You get the crazy theme parks and everything, but then you come back to a very peaceful and calming and just lovely uh, experience at the, at the lodge. So uh, I hope, Carrie, that you guys really enjoy it when you get to go. Uh, she also said, P.S., this is the best post ever. <laughs> so uh, so that's right. it. We give up the Facebook pr- group after this because we've <laughs> our peak posting. Apparently we peaked. <laughs> so we had Katie chime in. I love that Disney is more than a place. It's a feeling. When my boys say, it feels like a morning at Disney World today, I just fill with happiness because it is something my siblings and I used to say to each other. And I love that every time I step onto Disney property, it just feels like I'm home. Uh, And I think that's something that we would all agree with. Um, So much about Disney, you know, there's the memories, there's those things that you do at Disney, but so much of it are like the memories that you're making there with your family or your friends, or even just going as yourself. Um, But like I said, I think you, the reason that we all keep going back time after time is because of the emotional connection that we have with it. And so I think that's something that you don't get at a lot of other places where you're going to keep going back repeatedly because of that, that strong emotion that you have with that place. Oh, for sure. For sure. Which leads us into Stacy's comment. I love that Disney still holds the magic for me every time. I love that the cast members I've encountered have been happy, friendly magic makers. I love that I can wear all my Disney clothes and accessories there and not get weird looks. And most importantly, I love that for me, despite all the changes, it still feels like home to me, even if it's not the exact same. Yes, Stacy, I agree with you because I am the proud owner of a wardrobe only of Disney clothes. So much so that when I go to places that are not Disney, I like don't know what to wear. <laughs> my friends once said to me, what do you mean you don't have clothes to come visit us in New York? I was like, all I wear is my theme park vest. that's it that's what i own (laughs) again jane is obviously the local (laughs) (laughs) um 
Let's see. Uh, Amanda Christine says, I have been loving that they brought back random character sightings since reopening. I also know that the Epcot construction hasn't been fun, but the anticipation of how beautiful it's going to be keeps me going. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree Epcot, yeah, Epcot's still kind of a mess. It's still a messy, messy situation over there. But I, I do feel like once that park gets completely transformed uh they've been showing some updates pictures of um, the moana waterworks like i'm still not even sure what that exactly is like just a walkthrough seeing waterfalls i don't know but it maybe looks awfully peaceful to me it looks like it's going to be a beautiful little zen garden maybe who knows um so yeah i i agree with that with that i think epcot's construction was needed um, it's stunk that it's taking so long and it's been so disruptive. And th- it also stinks that they, they had to edit a lot of things way down and we're not getting nearly uh, what we were um, offered once upon a time. But I still feel like it's trending in, the, in an upward direction to where Epcot will, will soon be one of those places that I have to go to every trip. Yeah, I think it's exciting that, like I said, that they have given some updates on how it's going to look because I think there were a lot of questions. Like we knew things were going to be changing and wasn't weren't sure from those initial initial art, you know, concept art, and then what they had announced, what was still going to stay. So I'm glad that we're starting to kind of see see the clearer picture of what is what actually is going to be there. Um, and I think it's going to be great when it does reopen. So we had from Barbie staying in Epcot. She said the flower and garden street corn gives me life and life is in all caps. I need to emphasize that legit. I can't stop eating this and I'll be depressed when the festival is over. And it made me really happy that she said this because a lot of these posts have been about, you know, some of the big significant things that we love and kind of like the overall Disney experience. I love that there are just some individual, like there's a food item that you love and want to keep going back for. Um, I know I have a few things that I will order every time I'm there, even though I always do try to get into the, I want to try new things. I want to experience something else, but you put me in Disney. I'm still going to get school bread every single time. So I definitely understand that there are some certain foods that you just look forward to and kind of part of that experience for you. I've never had school bread. It's if you like coconut, it's delicious. If you I do not coconut. like coconut, it may not be the dessert for you. I love coconut and it's on my list of things to try. As we know, I'm obsessing over new things. <laughs> so David says, despite any nitpickiness that we may have sometimes, I love that Disney films and parks are still the best places to find true magic. As an actor and artist, I can say it's hard to, t- to top Disney storytelling and theatricality. He's really testing my reading skills with these big $4 words. (laughs) (laughs) Even in the parks, I still have vivid memories of my only visit to Disney World at the age of 11. One of my top three moments easily was sitting in the back row on a quietish day at the Enchanted Tiki Room. The plant life, the statues, the room itself seemed to be alive and giving a performance. And I seemed to be the only person noticing it in my little nook of the attraction. It's as if a little show is being performed just for me. And it's so exciting to think the busy Imagineers and the cast members are constantly working to create moments like that in attractions, both new and old. That was an excellent story, David. I feel like Teresa really loves the Enchanted Tiki Room like that. 
I do. Yeah, I think Enchanted Tiki Room, to me, it is such a nice place, especially, you know, a lot of times if you're going going to Florida in the middle of summer, I think the Tiki Room it's is true. a lot of people, you know, you might go in there just to have some air conditioning for a period of time. But I think it's such a charming show. I do, you know, we were talking the last episode about, you know, things you'd want to bring back. And so I think this was a great example of, you know, Tiki Room, the original version went away for a bit, and then it did come back. So I think it's also it's one of those nice things that you may have missed it for a period of time, and you get to relive it again. Um, but I do, it's, it is nice that there are so many places at Disney that you can go and just have these like quiet moments, um, whether it's an attraction or even just a place in the park, there are just nice little areas that you can just go and just enjoy the experience of just being there, even if you're not like actively doing something. So I think that's something Disney does really well. And you just mentioned the Moana area. So it is going to be a walkthrough, but I really do see that as being another place that you could just go and just kind of enjoy the peacefulness of like hearing running water, maybe being by a waterfall and just, just kind of being, being in Disney for a few moments and just kind of taking in the atmosphere. So the Tiki Room is Disney church for us locals. It is um, a place where it's been around forever. It has pews and they're singing. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, we call it Disney church. It's like, Hey, you want to go to Disney church? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's go. (laughs) And to me, it always does bring me back. I don't know. I don't know if anybody else has this experience. Um, But so at the end of it, they have the lines like, and now we're going to make you all disappear. And so this is how I still bring back Maelstrom in my mind. Because as soon as they say that in my head, I have the line from Maelstrom, disappear, disappear. Oh, my God. (laughs) So I don't know if anybody else does that. But it still, it connects me to Disney of days past. (laughs) Oh, Teresa. (laughs) Such a gem. I'm over here shaking my head going, okay. It doesn't surprise anybody. This is what you, this is why you have me on the podcast. This is true. I mean, it is. (laughs) This is true. This is true. Uh, All right. And then Chrissy sums up uh, the rest of this um, by saying, um, even if it went down during my stay, I'm one bazillion. I don't even know how many zeros she put in there. So I'm just going to round it up to a bazillion. One bazillion percent in love with the Skyliner. It makes that area of the resort just feel elevated in a special way. Uh, Megan called her out. Elevated? I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But listen, yeah, I mean... The Skyliner is, 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 is lovely, and it's, it's been a great uh, form of transportation. I know there was a lot of naysayers. I think I might have even thought, like, trap me in a box with no air conditioning Are in Florida. Are you crazy? Oh, but agreed. I haven't been in it where I have felt anything but um, comfort. Like, it's – there's – I, I haven't been there over the summer. No, I haven't been on the Skyliner in the summer. I had to think about that. I don't. I think the last summer trip that I had, uh, we just never went on it. So, yeah, I don't think that it's it's. But it, but I have been there when it's hot and it's been comfortable enough that I, I haven't had a problem with it. So, um, I do enjoy the Skyliner. I do think that it's a, a positive experience. Um, I wish there was a Skyliner drop off at the front of Epcot, though. They'd make my life a lot easier. <laughs> I forgot to add that on the things yeah, we yeah. need to bring back. Or, I mean, it's not even like a things we need to bring back. It's like a things we need to invent. And we now need 
a train or a monorail stop or something to get from the back to the front of Epcot. Like I'm just too old for this. <laughs> it's a hike, man. If you take a car or if you have to take the bus or if you have the Skyliner at the other end, like it's, it's a thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole dang thing. Agreed. All right. Well, that was the stuff we love. I mean, I think, I think we did, I think we did, did you proud, Brian? I mean, we weren't super negative. We, we gave out some, some definite shouts and um, I, I think you could feel a lot of passion in the way we feel about a lot of things, Disney uh, with, with very few uh, slight complaints slid in there, but <laughs> for the most yeah. part, <laughs> for the most part, we were very positive. <laughs> Listen, we could go on for hours and hours about all the things that we love at Disney. Um, so it's amazing that we've kept this episode to the length we have it. But if you want to share what you love about Disney, please come and join us for the conversation in our Facebook group, which is No Guilt Disney, or email us at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com. And make sure you join us each week on the No Guilt Disney podcast, because as Patty likes to say... It's no fun to fangirl. The love of the Disney community alone. Aww. Uh, No, for real, though. Come join us. (laughs) Bye, y'all.